0: La إله إلا Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'd like to welcome you, dear viewers, to another in our series, The Best in Islam. In this series, as you all know, or you should know by now, we are looking at what Allah and His Messenger, may God's peace and blessings be upon him, have said with regards to various aspects of human life, which are in fact from an Islamic perspective, the best. So, in our previous session, we were looking at the best with regards to business. And we looked at a number of different hadiths from the Prophet, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, as well as some verses from the Quran. In this session, we'll be looking at another hadith, which is from Abu Huraira, in which he quotes the Prophet, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, as saying, لأن يحتطب أحدكم حزمة على خير له من أن يسأل أحدا فيعطيه أو يمنعه. If one of you were to cut a bundle of firewood and carry it on his back then sell it to earn his living, it would be better for him than begging from someone who may or may not give him. So in this hadith. The Prophet, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, further elaborates on the importance of individual effort. We spoke before about the Prophet Muhammad saying that one of the best ways of earning after a blessed sale was that of a man or woman earning from the sweat of their own brow or from the efforts of their own hands, individual efforts. In this hadith, the Prophet, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, stresses the importance of not earning one's wealth through begging, that one, even to take a lowly job as cutting firewood or cutting wood, and carrying the bundles of wood on one's back, selling those bundles, and then living from that effort, it is much better than begging others who may or may not give. Meaning you put yourself in a position of being refused, an embarrassing situation, etc. This is not pleasing to God. When a young man came to the prophet, may God's peace and blessings be upon him, and asked for permission to beg, he refused him. He got him an axe or gave him money to go and buy an axe and go and chop firewood and go and sell it. And there are many occasions in which he has informed the ummah that one who begs without just cause will come before Allah with no skin on his face or her face. So, begging from an Islamic perspective is fundamentally haram. It is not an acceptable way of life. Some people in countries have made begging a way of life. It's easy, it doesn't require as much effort. You can find others in other countries making it a business. On hajj, you even have people who will pay to have their bodies deformed, arms, legs, and they will come on hajj because they know people who are going to make hajj are very generous. They will give when they see people who are in need. So they will set themselves in key areas where the pilgrims have to pass, and there they would be sitting Lying, whatever, begging. And during the Hajj, they would get large amounts of money. Some people would even hire them and bring them over to do that, provide them the means to make Hajj, pay them something, and they collect. It has become a business. And it's something from the Islamic perspective as being something which is considered to be evil. The Prophet, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, had actually given some cases. He said begging was only allowed if one was following up on somebody else's responsibility. Somebody else had a responsibility, person died, they left the family behind, and you have taken on the responsibility of trying to help that family. So you beg in order to try to help out that family. This is permissible. Also, if a calamity has taken place, this is a tragedy, recent tragedy, for example, in Nepal, many thousands of people have lost their lives, people are now homeless and so, under those circumstances, a person who may normally have been able to look after himself or herself is now forced into the streets begging. You know you find uh, people, for example, in Syria suffering from the war, have ended up in uh, situations of begging or People who are just in poor areas, they're in particularly poor areas, and they themselves are poverty-stricken, such people having no chance, no means to provide for themselves, beg, and once they are able to get themselves back up on their feet, then they are not allowed to do so. And following, after explaining these three circumstances in which begging may be allowed, The Prophet Muhammad went on to say, Begging under other than these three conditions, O qubaysa, because he was speaking to a companion by the name of qubaysa, is haram, that is, is forbidden, and the consumption of haram. It is forbidden to take it, the act of taking it is forbidden, and what one eats from it, what one earns for oneself from it, is also haram. And that being haram, meaning that it would affect one's life, affect one's relationship with God, and it would affect one's life. Prophet Muhammad, may God's peace and blessings be upon him, on one occasion, described a man on the desert, whose hair was disheveled, and who was raising his hands up, calling on God for help. He's on a journey, and these are all circumstances when a person prays and prayers are likely to be answered. However, the Prophet went on to say, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, that his earnings were haram. His flesh, which was grown from the food that he ate, was haram. How would Allah answer such prayers? So... A person who lives in this kind of lifestyle, you know, begging and earning haram, eating haram, it means also that they have distanced themselves from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their prayers will not be heard. They will be rejected by Allah. So the Prophet, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, here emphasized on one hand the idea of taking on any job. Some people when they lose a job, they will sit at home expecting to find a job as good or better. But in reality, those types of jobs may not be available. Something similar to what they already had may not be available at all. So they just stay at home. They no longer make efforts. But this is not acceptable we should never consider any job below our dignity. We couldn't go on work. Because if we don't have a job, it is better to go and work at the lowliest of jobs in order to be able to earn halal, earn what is permissible and pleasing to God. So when we consider our ways of earning We should never consider any job too lowly. Somebody in the society has to do it. And even though people may not respect us because of it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He respects us. He is pleased with us because each and every member of society has a role to play in benefiting the society as a whole. So the Prophet in this Hadith, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, has encouraged us to put aside our pride and take whatever job will provide a halal earning for ourselves and our families. And we should never consider begging. It is something to avoid at all costs. It is only done in cases of emergency where there is need there's no other way in which to gain this amount of money which is direly needed by members of the society or even ourselves. So, dear viewers, we should always consider ourselves and our society. Consider ourselves as part of the society and playing a role in the functioning, the building, the running of the society. And we should never shy away from playing that part. Sitting at home, making dua for a job instead of going out and working is not acceptable. Making prayer at home is not acceptable. We go out and we take whatever is available. Of course, there's no harm in trying to get a job similar to what one had previously, or better than. However, we should also be prepared to accept something less than that if that's all that's available. Inshallah, we're going to take a short break, after which we will continue to look at further hadiths of the Prophet, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, with regard to business. warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to our episode on the best in Islam, focusing in this episode on business. We began in our first part of the episode, we were looking at the importance of taking whatever work is available instead of begging. That we avoid begging at all cost. The prophet, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, went on to speak about the best way that one should spend one's earnings. And this, of course, is focused on males who are required to earn and look after the family and so quoted the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam saying afdalu ad-dananir dinar yunfiquhu ar-rajulu ala aiali wa dinar yunfiquhu ar-rajulu ala dabbati fi sabilillah wa dinar yunfiquhu ar-rajulu ala ashabi fi sabilillah azza wa jalla the best of dinars is a dinar which a man spends on his family, a dinar which he spends on his horse in Allah's path, and a dinar which he spends on his companions in Allah's path. In this statement of the Prophet, may God's peace and blessings be upon him, he urges men, first and foremost, to use their earnings to look after their families. Of course, as a man, He might have many other concerns, many other things that he likes to do. He has many friends and others who might be seeking help from him, etc. But his primary concern, his primary responsibility is to spend his wealth on his family. This is the right of the family on him. It is his responsibility to provide for that family. It is their responsibility to obey him, to follow his direction, but it is his responsibility to provide for them. So the best place in which he can spend his money, first and foremost, is on his family itself. Then the prophet, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, went on to speak about money spent in the way of Allah. Primarily, Fisabilillah refers to fighting, struggling, battling to protect the Muslim Ummah. When it comes under attack, when Muslims are being harmed, we are encouraged to respond and to defend the Ummah, defend the weak amongst us. So where a man... Spends from his wealth on his animal. Of course, in those days, the main means of transportation or means of attack, etc., was the horse. The horse was the main, you could say, vehicle. It's not really a vehicle, but the main means of movement. So the hadith addresses the horse. However, it is whatever one may use in the struggle in order to protect the ummah. So the money which he spends in this way is the best, among the best ways in which he may spend his wealth. But of course, priority is looking after his family. The third among the best ways to spend one's money is also to support those who are engaged in defending the ummah or defending the Muslim nation. The reason why the Prophet, may God's peace and blessings be upon him, had stressed on defense of the Muslim ummah in two out of the three options for the best mode of spending one's wealth, was because of the fact that the ummah would come under attack it did in the time of the Prophet may God's peace and blessing be upon him it did after that time and it continued throughout the centuries until today attacks would be launched against the Muslim ummah in one area or another area so not that Muslims are warring people We like to fight, we like to engage in battle, we love the spilling of blood. This is not the case. The reality is that because of the fact that what Islam stands for, it stands for submission of the human will to God, the forces which are opposed to this, the satanic forces, will constantly be striving to overcome the truth that Islam has brought So whether it is in the time of the Prophet May God's peace and blessing be upon him The various battles which had to be fought Or the time of the Crusades Or the time of the Mongols Or our time Our time in which different parts of the Muslim world are under attack. Muslims in Burma, Myanmar, Rohingyas, suffering, having suffered for so many decades, continue to suffer, murdered, raped, killed, forced to see. This is not. Something new. It has occurred throughout history. But because of that, this reality, the Prophet, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, he did stress the importance of either on one hand for males to be engaged in defense of the Muslim ummah, the truth of Islam, protecting it, taking it to the ends of the earth, making it available and accessible to humankind, or being engaged in supporting those who are engaged in that. And this is what the Prophet, may God's peace and blessings be upon him, was emphasizing. So, on one hand, in the two hadiths that we have looked at in this episode, we are encouraged to make efforts on the lowliest of levels in order to provide for ourselves instead of being on the streets begging. This is not an option for a Muslim who is capable of earning, regardless of how lowly this type of work may be. We should never feel ourselves too proud to work and earn for ourselves and our families on the other hand the prophet may God's peace and blessing be upon him stressed that we should spend foremost most importantly on our families these are our responsibilities we should take as good care of them as we possibly can if we as individuals don't Fulfill this role, then it is put on the backs of others. Others are then forced to provide what we ourselves should have been providing. And this is not fair and is not pleasing to Allah. So, first and foremost, our earnings should be used in properly looking after our families because we will be asked about our families, as the Prophet. May God's peace and blessings be upon him. Had said, "Kullukum Rain wa kullukum masoolun an ra'iyyati. Each and every one of you is a shepherd, responsible for his or her flock. And in concluding, the Prophet also encouraged us to defend the Ummah, defend the truth of Islam, to be prepared to do so, to spend in order to be engaged in defense of Islam wherever it is necessary, whenever it is necessary. And at the same time, if we're not able, we're too old, we're too young, we're disabled or whatever, we cannot physically participate in that effort, then we spend to enable others to fulfill that role. Because the truth has to be defended it has to be supported this is the responsibility of this ummah, of this nation of Islam and we took earlier that Allah had said in the Quran we Muslims are the best of nations why because we command the good we prohibit the evil and we believe in Allah. And with that, we close this episode of The Best in Islam, in which we have looked at the recommendations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger with regards to business dealings, how we interact, and how we spend our wealth. We hope to see you in the next episode. Salaam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: Want to acquire authentic Islamic knowledge, but don't know where and how to start? Islamic Online University prevents you with the golden opportunity to study the various branches of Islamic studies from the comforts of your home. Now, you get to study at your own time schedule and at a pace that suits you best. IOU is the brainchild of Dr. Bilal Phillips, who envisioned an institution that would offer undergraduate and postgraduate courses online and completely tuition-free. Choose from the widest range of programs that you can ever imagine. Bachelor's in Islamic Studies. Intensive Arabic Program. Global Quran Memorization Program. Bridge to Master's in Islamic Studies. Bachelor's, Certificate and Diploma in Psychology, Education, Islamic Finance, Business Administration and Information Technology. And The Crown. Master's in Islamic Studies. Our syllabus is based on the bachelor's degree program of Madinah University, Durman Islamic University, Al-Azhar University, and other reputable Islamic institutions. Your journey to acquire Islamic knowledge is just a click away. IOU is globally accredited. No traveling required. Save time and money. Study according to your own schedule. Assignments, tests, and exams conducted online to help you ace each course. Audit stream for those who have no time for exams. Textbooks and Islamic resources are completely free. Study under the guidance of highly qualified scholars. Enlighten yourself with the power of knowledge. Get access to live sessions, lectures, audios, and much more. Customize your own study plan and pick anywhere between two to nine courses per semester. If you are looking for something even more flexible, do not despair. We have got you covered. IOU offers a completely free online diploma consisting of more than 35 courses. Say goodbye to time constraints. Join the world's first tuition-free Islamic university with a massively diverse student body from around the world. Islamic Online University Changing the Nation Through Education Register now and get started. Visit www.iou.edu.gm for more details.